Welcome back to the Strong Opinion Hibs podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Calvin. This is episode 37, the full house tonight, uh, joined by Jack and Charlie. How are you, lads? Raging. Brother beating, cheated us with another three points. I- I'm all right, mate. Like, I've had a good day, so I'm all right. <laughs> good stuff. I'm all right as well. Like, but um, I don't know how you feel about last night, to be honest with you. And I've got... Um, Dog sitting there now as well. I'm watching my dog, he's in the room. So if you hear a bark, that's what it is. Um, just to save me trouble with editing and that. Um, right, let's just jump in here, lads. Pre match, what did you think? Pre match with the atmosphere with the tellies and that, did you think it was decent or what did you sort of think? I, I thought it was all right, mate. I liked how we had the highlights for the St. Johnston game and I liked that we rubbed it into, into the Huns that we had the wee, you know, Boyle's hat trick in the semi and David Gray and that, but um. I, I I think it felt it felt flat though. Like there was no like singing or like the I'm I'm going to get out in the open. That that uh, that banner was embarrassing. That uh, HFC thing was uh, I was utterly embarrassing. Eh? Like I was I wasn't a fan. Um, I wasn't a fan. Half green, half white. If they just done it white, it looked spot on. Like hey, eh? if it was white with green letters or the other way about, it would have looked much mm. better. But um, nah, I thought it was it was obviously flat, and you know, you know what happens when the Huns come to town, mate. Eh? The bigotry and the uh, the bigotry, the the sectarian songs was in full show before the game, and um, I've got a hand it to them. Eh? I thought they are, I thought they are smoke bombs when they come out was actually pretty class, but obviously, uh, I I look, they they always bring a decent atmosphere, but ugh, it's just it's just exactly what I thought it was going to be, mate. Jackal. Well, I was um, doing my bit for the uh, community foundation. I was out doing the bucket collection, so I didn't experience any of the pre-match stuff. I only got in uh, for that like five minutes before kickoff. Eh? So I was out um, helping out for the Hibernian Community Foundation Christmas appeal, raising money for the vulnerable in the community at Christmas. So it was good to help out with that and sort of give something back to the community and give something back to the club. Um, and I'd just like to thank everybody in the East Stand for your generosity. Loads of people putting great amount of money in. You know, it wasn't just change. A lot of people were putting fivers and tenors in there. Um, so I'd like to just thank everybody for that and thank everybody for coming up and having a wee word with me as well. That was really, really nice. So I missed all the uh, toxic bigotry you get out of the Sevco end day. So I was quite lucky in that respect. But aye, it was good to help out with the um, bucket collection. I agree with Charlie, though. Like, even... During the match, the atmosphere felt a bit flat to me. Um, I, I'm no one, I, I, I straight away, I'm no one for these smoke bombs. And I think it's silly. Um, I know you're like about creating an atmosphere and that, but it's dangerous, um, pyrotechnics and that, and also against the law. It's a public order offence to let off pyrotechnics. So no condoning any of that at all. But uh, yeah, I thought it was really, really flat. It's a big game. You want to be making as much noise as possible. And that's why I don't really agree with having, you know, the block seven and that... Um, we corner. They should be in the middle of the stand. They should be in the famous five lower behind the goals, and um, where they can make more noise and be sort of more visible, in my opinion. But I, I'm, I said I missed it all the pre-match stuff, but I still felt good doing my bit for charity, so that was good. Um, so I'd say the again. same. I was, I'd say the same. I thought it was a bit flat, like the whole, the whole sort of game, like the atmosphere and that. There's no singing in that, eh? Like, I might be wrong, but I think Easter Road used to be like that. There used to be a lot of singing in that, eh? But nah, it was did about me and that, and like. I got to, I got to address it. There's a lot of empty seats. Yeah, I think Hibs could do a lot better than that. I mean, you're charging what twenty eight pound to go watch that, and sometimes even thirty four. Like it's a lot of money for folk. 
And it's not just <clears throat> it's not just the the ticket prices, Ken. Folk are buying food at half time and that you're spending like forty quid a game in that here. Like it's not the easiest for folk. And I think they could have dropped the ticket prices for like Ken to be like a tenner for like <laughs> school bearings or something like that, or giving them away to somebody. I think. Well, what was your opinion on that? I think I completely agree with you. Um, obviously, as a fan of German football, the ticket prices are a lot cheaper. Um, over there, you know, for a Berlin derby, if you want to get in the Ober Ring in the Olympia Stadium, which has got a decent view for the Berlin derby, it'll only cost you about 10, 15 euros. Now, that's a, that's a derby, 10, 15 euros. So I think Scottish football in general needs to sort it out because other clubs in the Premiership have ridiculous ticket prices as well. Most of them do. Celtic, Rangers, Hearts, Aberdeen, ticket prices are ridiculous. You, don't, you have to go into the bottom six, um, like St Mirren Levy, before you start getting half decent ticket prices. But I agree. But- the club need to be incentivising people in. And I know we've got to make our money somehow, but I agree with that one for the school bairns or offering family packages like the women's team do um, at a sort of decent price. I think we could be doing more of that to get bums on seats because it's a big game and we want to see more of that. And what I don't think helps, and you know, I think a lot of people know my views on this, is Sky Sports. We've been saying this since all that came in in the 90s, that Sky Sports... It ruins it because folk will just go, why do I need to go out in the cold when I can just sit in my armchair and watch it? And that, that counts for Rangers as well because there, was there wasn't many, but there was a few empty seats in the away end as well. And you'd expect Rangers to sell that out. And I know it was like a near sellout and I'm maybe nitpicking or clutching at straws, but there was a few empty seats in there as well, which I'm sure quite a few Rangers fans will be annoyed about as well. So, yeah, for me, it needs to be better and the club could be doing more to incentivise fans to get bums on seats. Uh, I agree. Charlie, any thoughts, mate? As much as I agree, um, you know, I, I hate to make the I hate to make excuses because I agree we should be we should be having more fans. But if you look at it, mate, like we're in a we're in a final in two weeks' time. Like, and I'm not making excuses, but like how I think if you offered fans, you know, if say for example, right, you're a dad, you're taking your two kids to the final, that's a hundred quid minimum. Then if you want to do that again against the Huns midweek, that's another hundred quid like give or take and then you've got Christmas to add in so I think people are probably just picking their games this month which you know you get that every time of year eh? like people would rather go to Hamden than Easter Road and that's mm-hmm. that's that's maybe why we've only we've only got well, actually we've got 20,000 tickets now for the final because we've just won an appeal get it right up you Celtic um, so we've got 2,000 more tickets going on sale um, Oh, tomorrow or Friday, whenever you see this. Um, so I, I think it is. It's. I'm not making excuses, mate. And but I, I think the attendance last night was a bit, was a bit meh. I just it didn't make for a great atmosphere. I thought it was a bit flat, and I thought I'd just get that out of the way first of all because it's something I noticed. Eh? Um, <clears throat> right, sum up that game in one word, then. When you go, Jack. Frustrating, um, and I'm not saying frustrating because we didn't play well. We did. It's frustrating because, well, penalty Rangers, eh? I mean, we're, we're sitting there saying, when are, we gonna get, when are they going to get the penalty? And they did. And I, I think it was frustrating. And neither side deserved to win that game. Jack Ross admitted that. You know, a few Rangers fans that I know admitted that. Neither side deserved to win the game. It really should have been a nil-nil draw because right. neither side offered anything. The biggest chance I remember Rangers getting Apart from the penalty was Morelos when he just headed that over. And we had a few half-decent chances that we didn't take. And I think that was our biggest problem, is we didn't put the ball in the back of the net. 
if we had taken at least one of those just half chances, like it's my bugbear about us. It's just see when you're on the edge of the box, you've got space, just shoot. I would love to see a player like Newell do that more often. If we had just taken one of those and went 1-0 up, Rangers were offering nothing. We go 1-0 up, we would have won that game. Simple as that, we just could have sat back because Rangers were not good at all. I'm not saying we were exactly brilliant either, but Rangers weren't great. They weren't offering anything. One of the big things I did, coming away for the game after it, like, oh, we'll jump, we'll get into that, Charlie. You go, what you, what you, how would you sum up? And significantly less words than Jack took to describe it in one. I'll say flat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> aye, flat. I, I am, aye, that's really it. I would say play, pretty flat and frustrating. I would say strange. I thought it was a really strange game. Um, it was strange because it was almost like both teams were playing not to lose in a way. Mm. Like, uh, they just cancelled each other out, eh, until like, obviously, like, uh, they got their penalty. Um but what, what did you think of Hibbs' first half then? Uh, Jack Jack Ross obviously thought, you know, we, we played pretty well both first half and second half. As you said in his interview after the game, he didn't think that we actually deserved to lose. Uh, Jack, you touched on it there. Based on the performance, do you agree with him? I do. Honestly, I do. Um, first half, I think it, it, was, it was a lot of attrition in the first half, really. Like, Neither side were exactly, exactly. neither us nor they were exactly offering anything. And mm. I think you could have went into the first half and went, it was good, but you could put it down as a could do better, if you see what I mean. Um, but I think the second half was much better from us. It was a bit like the Celtic game, where the second half was a lot, a lot better. And then they just get the penalty and that's that, which I'm sure we'll touch on the penalty later on. But that's it. Neither, I said it before and I'll say it again. Neither side looked like scoring up until the penalty. Because we just want to take our chances and Rangers were offering nothing up top. But, yeah, I completely agree with Jack Ross there. I summed it up perfectly myself. And that's good to hear that for the manager, that he's, you know, summing up the game well and recognising where we went. And folks, Jack Ross did say that, he, you know, at times we thought we could have been a bit more sort of get up and go about us. But hmm. that's it. The one thing I will say is the subs should have been made about five minutes before they were, five, ten minutes before they were. I'd say at least 10, 15 minutes before they were. The thing is, what I'll say is play devil advocate with that. Jack Ross, with two minutes plus stoppages to go and you're nil-nil, you go, right, do you bring on attacking players or do you bring on defensive players? What do you do? So for a manager's point of view, and I know it's hard to say that as fans, but you've got to look at it from a coaching point of view and knowing the stands and go, it's a difficult choice to make because let's be honest, after the form we'd been in, a point against Rangers at home with a clean sheet would have been a good thing. So yeah. I think Jack Ross had decisions to make and then the penalty comes along and you can't, no matter how much you plan, you can't mitigate for something like a penalty coming out of nowhere with two minutes to go, plus stoppages. So Yeah, you can uh, when it's Rangers. Well, yes, that's fair enough. When you're playing Rangers, you can mitigate for red cards. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in there and say it's actually the Rangers. We've said this three times yeah. now and we never get it right. <laughs> I know. But um, aye, I, I, I do think it was frustrating in that respect. But at the same time, I'm, I'm going to defend Jack Ross and say that he couldn't have possibly have mitigated for that and it was just unfortunate that that came when it did. Yeah, Charlie, what did you think? Do you agree with Jack Ross's comments? Do you think uh, we didn't deserve to lose based uh, on our overall performance? I mean, I didn't think we'd done enough to win the game. No. I, also, I also don't think we'd done enough to lose the game as well. I think, um, you know, if... 
you know, when we went in no null at half time, I was happy because we had to weather a we had to weather a storm for uh, for the Huns the first half. Um, you know, they put us under a lot of pressure. I thought we we set off them massively. We, I thought first yeah, 10, 15 I, minutes, we set off them massively. And it was such a flip from when it, it Hamden where we got in their face. Yeah. Um, and I think that was what the that was ultimately what the difference was uh, between Hamden and last night uh, or Wednesday night Easter Road. Um you know, it was a, it was one of those first halves where I was like, well, we'll take it. No one's a good, no one's good at halftime. Um, but I, like I say, I didn't think we'd done enough to win or lose the game last mm. night. I agree. I don't think we were just watching it. My own personal thoughts is I didn't think we were direct enough. Um, like Jack says, not enough shot on goals, and I've, I've, I've banged on about this all year. For me, we didn't shoot enough. Aye. Uh, try to walk it into the net. It's almost like Fenlin-esque. Um, you know, it's uh, it's frustrating. Like Jack said, to sum up, it's frustrating. Um, I I just feel like they were there for the taking. I tweeted that out after the match. I felt like they were there for the taking. Like I don't think they're a great team. Uh, we've seen oh, that no. in Hamden. Uh, we've seen it over a couple of their games this year as well. Like they've relied on penalties and red cards to sort of dig them out a a ditch um, and poor refereeing decisions. Yeah, I just thought they were there for the taking. And I, and I feel like had Jack Ross, like, I think the folk around me were getting annoyed with me because I was saying at least, with half an hour to go, 60 minutes, I was saying, probably time for Scott Allen. Like, I'd bring Scott Allen on, or I was saying, like, I, I wouldn't have put Murphy on. I wouldn't have put Murphy on. I feel like he's a hun. Do you know what I mean? And I, for me, he just, he just, yes, he scored in the last game and that, but for me, he doesn't do enough. Kenny scored in the last game, and used to were going on about it. I was tapping at the back of post, man. I thought I was tapping that one. Oh, well, that's that's true, but unfortunately for me, I just, I'm frustrated with him because he's not been there to score them enough. Uh, he missed mm-hmm. the one. Um, Revert back to the Celtic miss the one in the semi final against St Johnstone. Like missed one, missed an absolute sitter in Dundee as well. And if that went three one, now draw two two as a result. I did trust him. Eh? For me, I did trust Murphy, and again, he's a Rangers fan and that, so I don't know if he'd can. He's obviously a professional on that, but for me, nah, I wouldn't have. I thought Cadden was brilliant as well, so it was a shame Cadden came off. I thought that was bizarre. bizarre. I, it was a it, it felt like Jack, Jack Ross took his took his most promising attacking threat off and Cadden to bring Jamie Murphy on. Who I did he touch the ball? Space all night. Did he touch the ball? Uh, once or twice, I but no impact. Uh, like nothing that was going to be very right. important. I think. The main, the main sub for me, Scott Allen. Eh? I, I wouldn't have really brought. I wouldn't. Have he was crying out for him. I we the boy sitting next to us, Jack. On the at my my side was saying, watch him bring Scott Allen on when we go one 0 down, and it's exactly and, and it's exactly happen? like we'd say yeah. that our whole row, Jack, had said that sixty five minutes. This game is crying out for Scott Allen. Oh, so did that. And um, oh, yeah, as we're saying it, me, you, David, the the guys the other side, yeah, it's just like guys think, in front. I think sometimes, yeah. sometimes we just need to be, we just need to bite the bullet and bring him on with twenty minutes to go. Like, I kind of was no no, and we're ha- like, for my money, I was happy with a no no last night if it finished that way. But well, can yeah. you? Rangers are always there for the taking. Like even under Gerard, how many yeah, times? Yeah. How many times did we get a positive result against them? Well, not very often, but we should have had a positive result against them more than we did. So yeah. I, we always seem to up our game against them. Uh, so they were we should have I think we should have made that sub like but I think if you did, I just think it, it that you know it, it switches in our favor because I feel like we would have had the chance to be more creative and have, find that cut and pass. 
uh, that final cut and pass. And unfortunately, we just didn't. I felt like we're very defensive in the middle of the park. I mean, a lot of folk are in me. I didn't even notice it myself, probably because I was maybe wasn't watching in particular, but Joe Newell apparently had an outstanding match. I mean, I thought it was good, and I thought him and Doyle Hayes broke up a lot of the play, but <clears throat> I don't know. What did you think of that? I just didn't see much about that, but a lot of folk were saying he was un- unplayable unplayable last night. I never really seen much of it. It's um, funny that... I don't I, know why I never picked up on it. When I was at McDermott on Saturday, I thought he was definitely the be- our best player. Um, and I think last night he was good as well, but I think sometimes people just like give him too much credit because like I think sometimes he's a bit of a shite bag for lack of a better phrase. Like, especially if he gets to the edge of the box, he's always like, what do I do it now? And like, yeah. and I, I get it. He runs past the ball to give us more options and that, but sometimes it's like, Joe, just shoot. Like so frustrating. Like same with Doyle Hayes, like I kind of the talking points, Joe Newell, but say, the, the two of them just shoot, man. It was, the, it was the same last night. He's like, gets to the edge of the box. He's like, right. There, have the ball, Caden. They just have a shot. McGregor's crap. Get what I mean? Idiot, eh? Did you see it when one of our players went down? I can't imagine it was in the middle of the field and he rushed out his goal Aye. line about 30 yards and he was shouting, play on, play on, play Aye. on. No, I assume that. 40-year-old man, he's embarrassing, man. I, I don't like it, mate. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, That's I think p- picking back up on the new thing, I've got to say, like, I completely agree with like, what's been said. I think Newell had a decent game and he does provide quite a wee bit for us. But at the same time, I just wish, I wish he'd do what Stevie Mallon used to do, which was just shoot. Like, Stevie yeah. Mallon, I mean, he's seen, like, it didn't matter how far back it was. If Stevie Mallon saw a gap, he'd go for it. And a lot of people would say, oh, he was getting lucky. It takes a lot of awareness to do that. And a lot of folk will know my views on Stevie Mallon. I actually quite liked him. And, he's, yeah. and I think he provided that. See, if Stevie Mallon had been on the edge of the box and had seen no Rangers defenders about him, and he knows McGregor, McGregor really struggles with saving long shots. or He, he, he just can't. McGregor's handling's crap. Because even if it doesn't go in, he'll, he'll probably drop that and you'd have a tapping. So that's why I wish Newell or Doyle Hayes would do what Madden does. I wish. Uh, what one about Mallon? I Sorry, Mallon. Um, and I wish they, I wish they just do that, you know. I wish Jack Ross would sit them down and show them Malin's goal for the derby and say, "Do that." See, when you see a goalkeeper off the line, just, just shoot, just batter at one for midfield. Because it, it, and the thing is, if it doesn't go in at the net, at least you've tried. At least you get a cor- you're getting a corner, ball. or it's got to bounce back into the box exactly. or something, Zach. Exactly. Uh, Jack. I, that's why I, I honestly miss Stevie Malin because he would have battered that one and and you know it would have been one now I would have been doing it at the front and it would have been brilliant so there you go do you know do you know something right I can't mind the last time that we like we had a mid other than Stevie Mallon right the last time we had a midfielder that would be happy to shoot for that distance Ken like I can't think yeah Maybe well, it was well, well before any of our, our lifetime. Well, yeah. it's like I, I, it's just like we didn't seem to have a mid, a centre midfielder ever who's like I'll I'll shoot, Ken and, and Sozzy because he sort of aye, played, yeah, aye, Sozzy would do that often enough, but like in in the past, Matty maybe, Jack, I know, you know, I know maybe, he never scored, but he, he'd take it on. I can like McGinn scored a few, but like it's not it's not often enough that we like yeah. uh, especially especially Easter Road. Like you need to do it. Doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't matter if you score yeah. 40, 40 yards against like St. Johnson away. Like you need to do it at home. Exactly. I agree. I just felt like um so 
we'll jump onto the penalty decision. I mean, I, I went with Hazel last night, obviously, and we were sitting there and I said to her, listen, like, guaranteed they either get a penalty or we get a red, we get a red card. As it, one of the two, like, it's a toss of a coin. One of them's got to happen. Um, 84 minutes happened. You should have seen her face. It was just, like, shocked. I was like, tell you, tell you. Um, for me, see, when I seen it, I seen her leg extended out for Porteous, but when I've seen it on the replay, there's contact, but he pulls his leg back and he tries to retreat his leg, and it's like it, it, it's too obvious for me. It's too obvious. Like Kent, Kent, a fantastic player. Like I'll give Kent his due. Last night he was in front of me up in the wing, really tricky, really skillful, like really good player. I think he's trying to get himself moved to Aston Villa with that performance, um, but. Very soft penalty, even Kenny Miller and Chris Boyd said that in the commentary, and that tells you everything. Mm-hmm. Um, same same time as well, uh, Hingley took a beating um, Ken. He put his whistle to his mouth, and he must have stopped for about five seconds before he blew it. And it's like, surely to me, there's some sort of uncertainty there then, eh? Like, you have to be 100% sure. And I don't know, I do, I, I, a lot of folks are saying it's quite similar to everyone in the cup final. Nah, because it was definitely there's more contact there. Do you know what I mean? And and the cup and sorry, in the semi final. But what what did you make yet? I'll go first, and I'll say that at the time, it, it, it at the time it looked like it wasn't. If you see what I mean, because where we were sitting, it was difficult. I actually thought it was outside the box when it first happened, but then of course it wasn't. It's just where because of where we are sitting in the East Stand. But I, I look back on it, and in the letter of the law, that is a penalty, unfortunately. And in the, in the letter, knowing the spirit of the law, maybe, but in the letter of the law, that's a penalty. And also, when it's Rangers, you know they're going to apply the rules rigorously in their favour. Um, and beaten, just beaten, looks so happy that he had the opportunity to do that. But I will say it's just a tiny bit reckless report, you say. Just a tiny bit reckless. Laughing when he gave it. Yeah, uh, but hmm. Have you seen the picture of Beaton's face laughing when he gave the penalty? Think, no, I'm not joking. I genuinely think that was Photoshop. I think that I, I hope I hope that's Photoshop. That was Photoshop. That was yeah, Calvin, you you're a tell? you're a you're a graphic designer. <laughs> I, I know, but I, 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 I only saw it. One of the bears showed me at the day, and I thought I wouldn't I wouldn't I would came up, I wouldn't pet it past him. That's the thing. You could tell that because it's it's tell you could somebody's imposed his face when he's smiling over the original picture because it's like you can tell. But no, anyway, that's that's not relevant to what I was saying. The point is that I think it's a teeny bit because Porteous knows that if you go in on Rangers, a Rangers player in the box, the chances are they're going to go down like a ton of bricks and they're going to want a penalty. And the fans were shouting for it as well. The referee will always go with a crowd because you'll get a shower of £1 coins at you otherwise. But I think it, it was, I, I know it was good that Porteous was physical in the game Felt Porteous had a good game. I just think for me, you can't. Can, I'd rather that you might Macy makes a save but it goes ballooning over the bar than giving away a penalty, to be honest. That's that's just my view. But in the letter of the law, it's a penalty. If we have VAR in Scotland and they look at that, would they give it? Maybe not. But yeah, it, it, it is what it is for me. You know, I I, I, I think if you look at it the whole night, um, beating didn't have a stellar performance. Neither did the linesman on the East Stand side either. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's that. But for me, the, my attitude to this in games is, no matter how dodgy the decision is, it, it went against you. There's no changing it. And that, that's it. And I think it was a very well-taken penalty for Ruth. Sent Macy yeah. the wrong way. Good amount of power on it. 
and there you go, 1-0 Rangers. But I, it's frustrating, but at the same time, you look at it, and had we taken our chances, that could have been a consolation or an equaliser. So yeah. football's all about what ifs and everything like that. And what I will say is, in the letter of the law, that was a penalty, unfortunately. I know there's permutations and like that, but in the letter of the law, that's a penalty. Any thoughts, Charlie? I would like to uh, raise the question if that's up the other <clears> end, <throat> do we get that? And the honest answer is 100% we do not oh, get that. No, we, we never get yeah. that penalty. But I would say this all stems from Chris Cadden and Paul McGinn being skint too easy. Yeah. Um, so, like, it swings you around them, isn't it? But I think <laughs> Porteous against Rangers everyone's watching him. Um, and I think it had it had to be him that gave it away. Eh? Like, it, it wouldn't have been anyone else. Do you know what I mean? Like, if... But I, I think it's a soft one, but we've been given a soft penalty this year, so it sort of evens itself out. But I'm not taking it. When I seen it, I was like, never a penalty, but there's enough... I think there's enough contact to give it. But I think I think it's a joke. Like, honestly, like... You're, Calvin, you said it there, like... I said to I said to to the boy next to me they're going to get a penalty and it happens eh like can you can you can almost tell it, it's like, happened over the last five or six of their matches though it's been a red card or a penalty and it's dug them out a hole because they've been drawing those matches or losing well you, you know look, what I mean you even look at when we played them in October at Ibrox we are comfortably controlling that game and Porteous gets sent off can I mean like and it, it, it happened it happens too often for it to be a for it to be a can like a coincidence, oh Rangers have got a penalty. Yeah. Like it's every except when they played us at Hamden. Like it's ev- almost every game they're getting a penalty or someone's getting sent off and flip it on the other shoe. And it's very rare that someone gets a penalty against Rangers, albeit we got one two weeks ago. But I it's just the SFA is corrupt to the core and it showed it again last night. Um but I, it's, it, it is, I think it is a penalty to be honest. But uh, you're right, Calvin. Beaten beaten did take a few seconds to get, but um Mm. So coming on, coming on, Ibiam. What did you think overall? Um, I'm, I'm really no one to go big on the referees and try and um, can pull the referees down or sort of blame the referee for the team losing. I, I didn't do that myself, but oh. and I'm, I'm not doing it here. But I didn't think he had a great game. Um, there was a few. He, he, he seemed like a bit of a bottler to me. Like he'd lost it a few times. Um, there was one when Porteous was running through and he fell doing with a push. And he got back up, but the referee was overshouting him, saying, get up, get up, get up. And then he gave a free kick to Rangers for it, right? And then you're just standing, you're just standing there and like, what? And then, or he booked him for it. I think he booked him for it. I can't actually mind, but the same thing happened in the second half. And there was, on, on the shoe was on the other foot and there was nothing. Never shouted at the player or anything. It was the exact same tackle. Bizarre, bizarre. There was one uh, boy early first half, he was onside doing mat. Doing my uh, end of the at the west, um, on on side, and it got uh, it got put down as as offside, and they were quite quite rightly having Cadam were going off, so he did the linesman. Well, there's it's, another there's another one in the second half, if I remember rightly, where Nisbet runs round the defender, gets the ball. Get it's like, and you know the worst one, Morelos does sat to Porteous, right? I, I didn't see it because I I don't know why I never seen it, but Porteous hits the deck, right? He gets up and he goes over to the linesman and then Beaton's like, come here, I want to talk to you. It's like, Morelos done it to him. Like, how, how often does that happen where the shoe's on the other foot? Rangers player does it. And then like that one with Calvin Bassey, he boots out at the park and then something happens and Mingan gets booked. Like, what's going on here? Like, get control of the game, yeah. man. 
And it's I'm I'm no one for saying oh the ref the ref's the reason we've lost either. But last night Peter never had a good game at all. And I think and there's there's not one referee in Scotland that I can remember this season apart from maybe the semi final where it's like I actually that was a fair that was a fair performance for the ref here. Even the European games uh, were, were shockingly left as well, what do you I, think, Jack? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. We've not had the rubber the green with referees this year. I'm like, that Icelandic one we had against Santa Coloma that sent you off was, he was a clown, but I'm never one to go in on the referees either because who it's not a job anybody wants to do, is it? No. You know, either way, you're going to get the blame for both sets of fans, you're going to get the blame for both sets of managers. So all I say is it takes a lot of boss to be a referee, to be honest. Um, mm. on, honestly, I'm not joking about that. It does, especially at the top flight in Scotland, where you're going to have to put up with quite a lot of abuse. But I think Beaton had a shocker, and so did the line. But the linesman on the west stand side was all right. I'd say he made a few dodgy calls, but he was all right. It was the one on our side that was the worst one. Now, I, the one about Boyle is how the hell can you be offside in your own half? Is that, like, well, when you're playing Rangers, you can. Well, exactly. They just make up. I think they just make up. Uh, it's called Sevco rules football. That um, they just make it up as they go along. But the one when Nisbet um, <coughs> it ran past that—that that was a, a stupid offside call, I know. And that those, yeah. guys, like I said, I'm not going to blame the referee for the fact we didn't put the ball in the back of the net. But those are ones that change the game because Nisbet could have went round and cut in and scored. You don't know. And like I said football's a game of what ifs. But there's that. Then I, f- I think there was another few ones. That one with Bassey, I think, was stupid. It was worse than all, it was petty for Bassey. It, it, yeah. you know, and then he, he saw, he, again, he's quite a big lad, and he get, starts getting all... that That's aggression towards an opposition player. You know, not do that. It's unsporting, it's not sporting behaviour, you know? Mm. And I think that's ridiculous and all. <clears throat> and you could see Jack Ross getting more and more and more frustrated. And yeah, but there was a few were beating you could was going over and speaking to our player when it was a Rangers player that had instigated it. I just I don't can. know. I think I completely agree with you, Calvin. He bottled it, eh? He bottled it. And I think that's ridiculous. The, o- the only decent referee we've had um, we get, was whoever the referee was in the semi final. Um, the thing is, well, you're only asking for consistency. Exactly. Like, that's it. We didn't ask for anything more, eh? It's, all, it's almost like Steven Gerrard asked for consistency last year. Can I mean? Yeah. Like, and I'm that's no a, a but, or it might even be this season. I don't mind because no, it was last season. It was, but like, why Rangers and Celtic are the two that benefit most for the referees? So why, like, yeah, if he's asking for the victim, eh? if he's asking for consistency, he's getting it. <laughs> Can I mean? The thing is, as well, there was one. It's just like in terms of saying like he, he bottled it, the ref beaten. Um, there was one that was a free kick to Rangers doing it in their own corner flag between the famous five in the West. And uh, McGregor's rolled it to the edge of the 18 yard box. It's literally Aye. like two or three yards for the corner flag. He's rolled it to the edge of the 18 yard box. And all the Hibsburg players are saying, What's he doing? And this bit's like, 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 gesturing to the left and saying, Where's he going with? Where's he going with? And the referee's just like, Ah, and he's walking away with his back to it. And that's how I think it, I think it was the I'm same. Like, what a I think it was that. Get him tell. I think it was that one that Nisbet was apparently offside for, it. and you're right. Yeah, man. it was. It was, that he just, was a free kick for that. It's like he keeps going and he keeps going. At his edge of the 18 like, yard box, well, he was just like, the ref knew it too because everyone was shouting. He's and like, he just let it happen. Ken, the worst bit, of, and I, I know we're not blaming that, like, I'm no bashing on refs or whatever. But see when the smoke bombs got thrown on the pitch? Didn't he, Dan? Like, John Beaton. John Beaton's like, one of them. Oh, well. Macy had to go to the stewards to say, come on, I, and get that. They weren't the, the police didn't move, the stewards didn't move, 
Macy had to go and say, get now, like I said, it's a public order offence. Letting a firework off in public with an unlicensed fire, it's a public order offence. The police should have been allowed that. And, and instead, one of our ground staff had to come on and get off and after it was burnt out because of health and safety. And that's held the game up. Walsh, and he didn't stop it. When that one went on the pitch initially, it, it, is, it is UEFA procedure it is UEFA procedure that as soon as a pyrotechnic gets onto the field, you have to stop. Aye. Is UEFA, that's not just SFA, that's UEFA procedure. That as soon as any sort of firework gets on the pitch, the game's got to get stopped. And if it persists, because we threw one on, which I think idiots that did that in our end or not, and Rangers threw a few on, then if one or two go on, it's procedure that the players get taken in. That's procedure as well, that the players get taken in for a wee while. I've seen... Completely. I've seen why the Hibs one got thrown on, but I didn't, obviously I didn't condone it. Um, it was lit off in the stand and, and there was people coughing that were too close to him, whatever, so it just got launched. But, ah, you're right. You didn't, I, like, I, I just... You know, you're, no, I, you're going back to the fact it shouldn't have been let off at all. No, kind like, I, I like seeing the pyro in Europe, like, in teams that have got, like, dedicated areas in the stand for it and whatever, yeah. but it's just, like, fuck, it's all, it's all, it always happens when we play Rangers or we play Hearts or... It's just, there's, there's, uh, you didn't see that when Hibs play set Mirren. Okay, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, any closing thoughts on the, the Rangers match, no? Uh, oh, I think I've went over everything I wanted to say, but... Uh, I think I would just say, who I just say, enjoy your time at Hamden in two weeks. Hans, oh wait, you're not gone because we pumped you the other week there. So that's all I've got to say on the matter, eh? <laughs> Not that we're petty or anything like that, uh, yeah. right? Can we we could yeah. we could mention the polis or what keeping us behind half an hour, but we'll not get into that. I had a good laugh with him. <laughs> we did, we did, but aye, we'll we'll move. There's on. a lot of uh, I forget. Well, there's a lot of half decent Rangers uh, fans that I actually can. Uh, but yeah, I tell you so what, I'd rather be anything in this world, and I mean anything in this world, other than rather than a Rangers fan. I seriously would. What would you rather um, be? A, would you rather be a Jambo? I would. I hate me. I hate Rangers. I hate Rangers. Yeah, you've said it that you can't take that back. Listen, listen. Do you know what I hate more than Rangers? Folk from Edinburgh that support Rangers. What yes. are you doing, man? Aye. I mean, you can't laugh at Hearts fans because they're just us. Aye. But Ken, the Edinburgh so supporting our local team, Ken. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to support Rangers, man. They're a horrible, horrible team to me. Yeah, listen, I've got a very short list of things I hate in this world. Number one, ISIS. Number two, Rangers. <laughs> That's my list. Right, here's my list. Oh, since we're doing this, here's my list. Uh, oh, here we go. Rangers, <laughs> Hearts, Union Berlin, Schalke. Could you want me? Right, I'll stop now. It, it would be here or night if I listed all the things Aye. I hated. Not that I'm uh, a better very short list, but Rangers make my list. That's for sure. Aye. Right. Minty. So... Motherwell of the weekend. She's fine, thanks, mate. Hey! That was I, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. To be honest, I'm not too sure. <laughs> um, right, right Motherwell. Uh, currently fifth place. There's a space above us. They've won three out of their last matches. Uh, three out of their last five matches. Uh, a win last night with Dundee United. They're a bit of, they're a, bit of um, a yo-yo team. They're winning games you probably think they shouldn't win, and they're losing games you think they probably should win, uh, which sounds uh, quite familiar. Um <laughs> I mean, they beat Hearts 2-0. Uh, they beat Aberdeen 2-0 as well. Um, but they've been on they've been on the end of some drubbins as well. I mean, they've got to beat 3-0 off Dundee. Um, 6-1 off Rangers, do you know what I mean? Uh, but to answer your question, yes, Motherwell, fine, thank you. Good, good <laughs> pat. Never gets old, never gets old. She's fine, <laughs> aye. Um, 
what you sort of expect them based on the sort of recent performances we've had, you know, the perseverance to come back from being to uh, a goal down at St Johnston to then last night kind of sort of being in the match against Rangers, match them all the way. Um, I actually had some uh, Rangers mates text me and say that if we play like that against Celtic, uh, we'll win that cup. So I'm not sure. But what, what are you expecting from Motherwell then based on things seems to be getting back on the up for ourselves? I um, think it'll be a, I think it'll be an entertaining game like the one in August was. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to it's hard to really tell which Hibs team will turn up though. Eh? Like we'll have Dodge back, which is a big help. Um, I mean, we'll we'll see if it's a big help. If he gets sent off again, it's not a big help. But uh, <laughs> but no, I think I think we've got it in us to beat them. Um, they they very very rarely win at Easter Road. I know they beat us last season at Easter Road, but. It's not a it's not a common place that they win, so I think I think it'll be a good game to watch. Any thoughts, Jack? Yeah, I think it'll be a good game as well. Obviously, very entertaining um, when we played them at Fur Park, three two. So you got five goals for your money. Um, but I, I I completely agree with Chelsea. That it depends what version of ourselves turns up. If well, how we played against St John's, how we played against um, the Rangers. Like, uh, on Wednesday night turn up, then I think we'll beat Motherwell. Because they are a decent team, but their yeah. problem is consistency. They cannot yeah. find consistent form, Motherwell. But And see if they could, they'd be a very dangerous side. They could be challenging for third if they could keep consistent, because they have got some decent players in there, Motherwell. And they're a, very, they're a very, very decent side, and they're actually quite good to watch at times as well. I've watched them a few times. Um, and they're very decent to watch sometimes as well. So I think hopefully we play Motherwell when they're on one of their offs. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully I, we our good version of ourselves turn up and Motherwell's bad version of themselves turn up. That's what I'd like to see. But it's going to be tough because they've got a lot of big guys um, up top, and you know how we are with the crosses into the box. So that's a bit. Well, that's a good point. They've got a lot of aerial threat, Motherwell, which is going to be dangerous for us. They've also got a lot of physical players. Um, which again is going to be de- um, difficult for us to deal with. I don't think you'll have any problem dealing with. It. I'm just saying when you play a physical team, it's always very, very difficult. But I think if we can put the ball into the back of the net, score one or two against them, and they'll be finished. That'll be them because I've noticed. Look at what happened against Rangers <coughs> at Ibrox. They just completely shot it basically, and they collapsed. I think we're capable of doing that, and we are drew someday a very, very big doing. I mean, I, I've said this quite a few times when we've come up against teams like Motherwell or whatever, but I do think we're due someday a 4-0 or a 5-0 sometime soon. We're due it. We've got it in the locker, and I think Motherwell could be the team. Because what I have noticed is if they're, if they're on an off day and they start conceding, they'll concede a lot. So it, it's it's hard to tell, but for me, it will be an entertaining game and hopefully yeah. the entertainment's in our favour. We've obviously got some half decent players. I mean, Tony Watt was sort of in the in the running for a Scotland call up, uh, certainly according to social media. Anyway, um, he seems to have revived his career there and sort of found you know a good scoring pattern as well. They've got the big boy up front um, who scored against us last time. The header. Oh, Van Veen. Name Van Veen. Aye. Van... We've got Big Mugabe as well. He's Aye. A player. Aye, Van Veen. Van Veen. Christ, Van Veen. Uh, not Van Veen. Touch Mr. Bean by any chance. could be, could be. Hopefully, plays like him. Um, Stephen O'Donnell, obviously Scotland right back. Um, but I think, I think, I think Hibs should have enough to tuck them away. 
Definitely. Uh, especially at home. These are the type of games we need to win to, to sort of, you know, these are the games we were good at winning last year. We need to be able to beat Motherwell at home. Have to beat Motherwell at home. There's no excuse. If you lose to Motherwell at home, things get shaky. They get shaky again. It gets very unsettling. Uh, they need they need they need three points on Saturday. That's for sure. Uh, can't let Motherwell come to us and sort of you know dictate the game. In terms of squad squad rotation, um, you know that's that team played three or four games in the space of a couple of days. Uh, Aye, a week or so. What you what you thinking in terms of squad rotation? I think um, I think Chris Cardinal will drop out and Boyle will go back to right wing back and Dodge will be up top. Um, I think God. I think it's hard for Cadden to miss out. I think he's been awesome. He's been class, but like Kent, like the squad's paper thin as it is. If we have a bad injury, then we're like I can't. We're, we're close. Although to be fair, we're close to January, but also we've still got like eight. It feels like we've got about eight games to play until January. It's not that many, but um, but it's still quite it, it feels like it's a lot of games. So we've obviously got the cup final to take into account. Like you'll maybe see against Dundee that we rest a few boys next next Wednesday. Uh, no, Wednesday after. Um, got against Dundee. Sorry, ah, you're right. Um, get my days muddled up. But I, you get what I mean. Like it's it's getting to that time of year or time of the season when it comes to us being in a cup final again. That uh, you have to like maybe rotate the squad a wee bit. But who do you rotate the squad with? Away, eh? like if you look at that bench, the bench is championship quality. Like to be brutally honest about it, Ken. Like you got. Darren McGregor at centre back, Stevenson, like obviously good cover, but there's no good the legs. Do you know what I mean? No, we're no blessed in that position, and we need to pick up points too. That's the thing. We can't. Uh, so we need to probably need just... to just start our strongest squad and maybe rest them for Dundee in a few weeks. But even then, we need to beat Dundee and all. Do you know what I mean? We've got Living midweek as well. Next Living week. next Wednesday, yeah. aye. That's a tough, another tough away day as well, eh? But <clears throat> it's not I'm a bad like... day for you. No, you're, it's a home and game for you, Jackie boy. It's a, it's a 20 minute bus trip to the road, eh? But uh, I think for me, in terms of squad, I'll stick with 3 5 2 in terms of shape, first of all. I think Dodge goes in. For me, Dodge goes in. Now, I'm, I'm going to be uh, controversial here. I know Jack Ross will not do it, but this is my opinion. Nisbet should get a bit of a rest. It should be Dodge and Gillen. I'd like to see how that would work out. I don't see how that work out just to give this bit of rest. I think Boyle will be back in there over Cadden. As much as I don't want that to happen, because I agree with Calvin, Cadden has been awesome. Although let's not be American. Let's not be American. <laughs> he has been good. Um, but I, I think Cadden has been good and it would be hard to draw him, but I can see Boyle coming back in. And I'd actually start Alan. I know we've been talking about being an impact sub, but at the same time, I'd start him against Motherwell. I think that's the sort of game where he'd sort of, you know, we need them starting off with for me. Mm. I know that's difficult for a lot of people because we have been saying, and I do agree on putting an impact sub, but Campbell will be tired. I remember he's a young lad and he's still building yeah. up his stamina and everything like that. So I think he him a rest or not. No, I agree. Um, so like, let's go for it. Score predictions. Go on, Jack. I've got to go first, Tyler. I don't know, uh, I'll go at once. I'm going to go and say. <laughs> Four one Hibs. Jesus. Aye. <laughs> Come on. I'm gonna go four one Hibs. I go go for it. I'm just gonna go for well, it. Well, gotta stick with what you think, mate. Good good show. Anyone else? Uh, Charlie. Uh, two 0 Hibs. Um, yeah, I'm going two 0 Hibs as well. I think I think Hibs will beat them. Uh, I'm gonna say two one because we we're, we're leaky. It's not often we keep a clean sheet. That is a very good point, actually. Hi, we've not can see us. Can he back out now, Charlie? No, we've no we've not kept a clean sheet since the Hearts game. I think have we not? 
Mm. When we drew 0-0. That was September. Uh, I think, mate. <laughs> can I think? Well, you, we've got a mistake in us. That's the problem, ah, right? yeah. I think. I think, I think this will be the game we keep a clean sheet, though. All right, then you stick with 2 I'm going 2-1. I think we'll lose a goal. Um, so, we'll quickly jump on a uh, get in the bucket last segment. Um, Jack, I'll go to you first. What's your get in the bucket thing this week? My get in the bucket thing this week is people slating women's football after Scotland got beat 8-0. And I'm not, I, obviously the team deserved to be slated because it wasn't a great performance. Although I've got to say, it didn't take away from Spain how good they were. But I think there was some very nasty comments from the usual suspects, people that have uh, all lives matter and everything in their bio. Um, so you know what's happening. And funnily enough, a lot of them support a certain team that we played on Wednesday night as well. But uh, isn't that a surprise? But uh, I do think that it's completely unnecessary because, you know, the players see that. And I don't think that's nice. Like, say, for example, Erin Cuthbert, she struggles with her mental health enough as it is. Do you think it's going to help her going onto Twitter and seeing comments like that after you're getting beat 8-0? Because Cuthbert was devastated. You know, she's she, she's a fantastic player, but she also is very emotional. And she, that'll, she'll be devastated seeing that sort of comment. So I think that can get in the bucket for me. Because, tell you what, as Scotland women's national team, you've got to bear in mind, I've been at two more major competitions in 20 years than the men's team have been. So I've got to say they've been to a World Cup. The men's team could still not get to a World Cup. I'm just saying that right now. They probably will, but I'm going to put that out there. So I think it's not deserved. Yeah, we lost 8-0, but it's not an excuse to go and bash women's football. And I think the people that are doing that, just get back in your box because it's 2021 and your bigotry and your sexism isn't wanted. Fair enough. Charlie, yourself? Uh, my getting the bucket thing this week is uh, people from... Uh, working class backgrounds coming from Glasgow, Livingston, Edinburgh, Falkirk, Stirling, all over Scotland singing God Save the Queen. Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. Like, what, like, you're singing God Save the Queen when uh, the 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 political party that represents the Queen, let's put it that way, I'm not going to name names because this is not the podcast for naming political parties' names, but they are the ones that caused your family to have to eat out of food banks and you're singing that at a football game. So I get in the bin, Rangers fans singing God Save the Queen. Well, plus it's a foreign country's national anthem. <laughs> there's no such... Because, like, okay, I'm going to say this now. I'm not going to go over the top, but so Scotland has a play with Scotland. Northern Ireland has a Danny Boy. Wales has Land of My Fathers. So you're singing the English national anthem, you know? You should be singing a play with Scotland. I but, I, but Jack, they're the quintessential British team, apparently. So, well, well uh, Calvin, yeah, that before, was the Queen's Eleven you seen the Easter Road last night, mate. I, that was Cal- the Queen's Eleven. Calvin, before our it gets, best soldiers. Before I get banned, uh, sorry, for doing the another, Queen's Twelve. Before we get demonetized, eh? before I ever, before I get banned for ever doing another podcast again, what's going in the bucket for you? <laughs> um, do you know what? Um. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I've got to go with you, Charlie, mate. I, I, a strange bunch, man. Why are you saying God Save the Queen of Easter Road? Why no sing Clan? Are they Ken? A, a Ranger song, whatever one is, I'd even Ken. Uh, glory, glory to the Rangers, are they Ken? Or they could just shop for 90 minutes. That would make my life nah, a little easier. It's not talking at <laughs> all. Mate, they had one song and it was that. Like, what was it? Uh, put it on our show for you or something. Eh? It's like a Christmas song they were singing. I was like, shut up, man. That is terrible. <laughs> 
I'll tell you one thing, right? See, when the Celtic fans came to East Road, they were much better. Oh, I tell well. you something, I think Celtic will win that league. They're a far better team than Rangers are. Uh, for what I've seen anyway this season. Um, so, aye, that's our sort of little midweek uh, dose of the three of us. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed it. You can catch us on the Recast app. If you watch on there, you'll also support the club. You can check us out on Spotify. You can get us on all other uh, podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, you can get us on YouTube. Find us on YouTube. Um, aye. Um, one wee thing I'll leave you with. If you've not seen it yet and you want a laugh, I strongly, strongly suggest you go on to our Twitter page. Um, that's strong underscore OP underscore Hibs. Um, scroll down. There was a video posted by, let me find the name of it, uh, Charlie Mall at Mall Charlie, M-A-U-L-E Charlie. And he's put a video up saying, Morelos, I wait to see John Beaton after the game. And it's absolutely tremendous yeah, it's <laughs> brilliant man absolutely brilliant it's so funny um so i should go and check that it gives a follow at the same time so until the next time uh we'll be back oh since we're doing an oh well 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 back well we're back 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 since oh, we're doing announcements i'd like to announce um i put on the twitter that the away allocation's been announced for the women's derby we're in the roseburn stand so um if you want night for me and jacko yeah right. you want to come in with um me and calvin and uh Unfortunately, no me. Yeah, well, or or fortunately, depends on what you look at. Children that you're not there, but um, being subjected to the filth that comes out (laughs) your mouth, Charlie. But um, if you want to come in and cheer the girls on, then tickets are free, like they were at Easter Road. Let's pack out the away end and make as much noise as possible, guys. So remember, Roseburn stand. Ticket information is coming soon for the club, and they'll be going through Hibs. Um, so yeah, more than welcome to come into the away end, although. As far as I know, the heart stands if you are going with your jambo pals, because I know it's a bit more of a family atmosphere at the women's football, if you, uh, which is great to see, actually, to have unsegregated, as it used to be. Um, if you want to sit with your jambo pals, then the home end is open to high bees as well. But if you want to come in with the hardcore, like me and Calvin, um, we'll have our tops off in the megaphone, <laughs> I'm kidding, uh, then you can come and sit in the away end. So that has been announced, folks. Just very quickly, I wanted to bring that up. Great point, Jack, yes. Um, Until next time, one hips.